You are listening to Shooting Scoot, the Flames of War, Team Yankee, Friendly of Nation, NARM and Great World podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firming our cheeks, our hands as flat as the ground and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at breakthroughassault.co.uk and to shop at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy's hosting Carivory in a few weeks. If nice dice are your vice, then be sure to check out our, check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot, because Adam makes awesome unit card folders. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England. I'm joined by my co-host, Duncan Sir Interrupt a Lot Gosling. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm also painting Leopard 1 track, so I, I can only apologise for my boredom levels. And Lee, tongue depressor, Parnell. I'm just going to put my finger in the gin tonic because I just poured hot glue over it. It's quite, it's quite painful. I'm very badly burnt. <laughs> Send help. Welcome, welcome to episode 22, the Brit bashing Brexit special. Lee. Oh, do we get a bong? Do we get a bong? Do we get a bong for... Bong for Brighton? No, you're not going to get a bong for Brighton. There's a smell from my neighbour's house room this evening. I think he's got the bongs, but... Um... <laughs> He plays for Brian. Gaytown Bong. <laughs> That's no his name. His name's Gaytown Bong. Yeah, G A E T O N, surname Bong. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll, send you, I'll send you a link. We'll have to care about football. Back at the point. Lee, what yeah. are you talking about tonight? <laughs> well, as always, we'll be going what we've been up to, and it's been a pretty bumper month of stuff we've been up to. Um, we're going to be looking at Brits in Team Yankee with a new um, British book coming out. We're going to have a little brief chat about a um, sneak peek of the new World War II British starter set. And then we'll be covering the events coming up this year because it seems like a very busy next few months of tournaments. Mm. It does indeed. So, Duncan, what have you been up to? Yeah. Well, what I've been up to individually before we go on to the collective stuff we've done. Well, I think everything's been largely yeah. collected, but yeah. Um, I, I've been full, well hammering away on these uh, these duchies. So I've just started trying to start uh, painting the next 25 points of stuff, um, which is at the moment looking like it's some AA. Um, I'm not sure about the um, infantry, so I'm going to try out uh, the YP765s. So I've got five of them to paint, and then uh, some Leopard 1s. Um, and I'm reliably informed because uh, my friend Luke actually helped me out and put together my Leopard 1. So the Leopard 1 is the worst kit he's ever experienced. What? The plastic yep. kit? Yeah, he hated it. And really? he, he, yeah. And he's usually really like... Yeah. actually built models? Or is this just like a war no, no, he's, he's a war gamer. He's not a scale modeler. Okay. All right. I'll, t- I'll, I'll test my exclamation objection then. No, no, no. He, I think he was just... For a wargaming kit, because it's got so much, so many different options, um, because they it covers obviously, yeah. Yeah, no, they definitely cut the the turret seems to be the main culprit. Yes, the whole sides do a, are a little bit of a weird cut to get the plastic detailing right. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, it's not that, not that it doesn't fall together, but it's definitely not the uh, not the hardest one I'd say. To, I think it was just a, a fiddly pain in the arse. Yeah, no, I get you. But I've been, uh, yeah, I've been put, putting those together. I've done, I've now assembled uh, and undercoated and based all of my Israelis. 
Ooh. So they're they're on. I think they might be next. I might have a look at them next. Um, just as a a break from the relentless olive green. Um, I'm going to paint some relentless olive, or what do you call it, green grey instead. Um, oh God, yeah. Why is everything green? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to have a break after this and do something German because uh, at least it's got some different colours on it. Go yellow. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dunkel Gelbit. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of most of the hobby. Um, I've I've so far I've actually held up to the nothing nothing new to the pile of shame oh. as well. Um, so I've I've had some ins and outs, but they've they've uh, they've balanced each other. So I've got some M one oh nines cheap off of the eBay's because um, I want to try them for the the Dutch as well. Um, uh, but I don't I don't I'm not convinced by them. I'm still not convinced that that level of heavy artillery is required. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we haven't had many Soviet infantry blobs yet, have we? No. No, and I was just again we were talking through. I was looking at the Rackton workers for the because you know West German um, the MLRS stuff, yeah, um, as an option as well because they had that um, as as a kind of divisional core support type thing, um, and that you get to drop the minelets with as well, which might be a, a useful little addition. Yeah, and I'm not sure the one nines can do it. I'd have to look that up, but um, you know at least if you're fighting tanks, then they've got another German another limited one. purpose. Yeah, German, one, German 109s can't drop mine. Okay. They're just purely HE. And the Dutchies are probably the same, I would yeah. guess. Basically, it's only the American yeah. ones that seem to drop special rounds so far. Mm. So, yeah, there's, that's, there's that been going on. I've been, while we're talking about infantry, I've been, I've been pondering that since we played our, our mega game, spoiler. Um, the, the, the purpose of infantry in, in Flames of War slash Team Yankee slash other um, Battlefront games. Because I was actually really, really surprised. I think that game reinforced, to me at least, the the necessity of infantry. Yeah. I know we've seen a lot of tank hordes um, and things like that, but I don't think anyone's gone and, and taken. I, I, I'd be interested to see, like, if anyone's gone to a tournament and really done really, really well with just the infantry. I mean, um, generally the British lists in Team Yankee are very obviously um, infantry focused. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. I was just thinking, also, you know, Afghanistan as a very focused on infantry as well. So the Warsaw Pact side. I think the the thing that, that kind of struck home with me is, was that depending, it's, it's all dependent on the board you plan. I think you know it depends on what your terrain's yeah. like, because that infantry being, you know, if you've got small hamlets and towns and things, there there's not a lot else that can take those um, other than other infantry. All yeah. the artillery. That's. Mm. You know, what just pound them out? You mean? Yeah, exactly. Because you basically surround them with machine guns. So if they if they leave the cover, they're in trouble, and then you just shoot the snot out of them. It's not quick, but yeah, okay. That that's potentially that is a counter, no. I guess. But I yeah, mean, that's, that's even then, okay. even then, you know, a third of the time they're, they're saving. They're only, it's only a third of the time they're uh, failing. Sorry. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was just one of those things where I was looking at it going, hmm, I wonder. And that was where that Thunderbolt list came from with the three Thunderbolt um, companies and then a supporting BMP-1. So it was all the all the missiles and then um, uh, just a lot of infantry as well. Yeah. Because it's all RPG-armed infantry as well. So there's like, you know... 
it's almost for every one stand of rifles you get a stand of RPG as well. So, you know, you've got this umbrella of um, ATI-ed, uh, you know, all the saggers. And if someone gets under that, then they're in, you know, amongst all these RPGs, which aren't going to do anything from the front. But yeah, you just can't. I don't think at that point you can avoid getting flank shots. It's, it was just a diff. You know, I was just thinking outside of having an armored formation for once because. I, I don't know. It just seems to be that like there is a lot of them around. Well, it's the main attraction, isn't it, for Team Yankee? Is the big shiny tanks? Yeah. And also, yeah, I think he's right. I think. Sorry. With the formations as well with the infantry, you have to have the transports, and that just makes them quite expensive to buy financially. Yeah, I was looking at that for the for the Egyptians for their BMP one company. It's about, I think, for the mid size one, which is ten BMPs. You're looking at about ninety quid. Yeah. So if you wanted to do two of those, you know, it does it does ratchet up fast. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. It was uh, it got me. Uh, I might write something on it actually. It was just thinking about you know the purpose of infantry, what it does different to other other units in the game. I guess I think it's a bit of the um, sort of left behind. I guess at the moment. But that's that was kind of where I've been up to since Christmas. I think. It's been, it's been busy. Yeah, no, it sounds like you've got a lot actually built and and yeah. probably, probably going on. Well, most of it's just getting stuff built. I, that's probably my least favourite part of things, in all honesty. Just, I find it really grinding. Yeah, I'm the other way. I, I can sit there and build because it's relatively low sort of impact attention for me because, you know, you can sit there and build kits all evening quite easily whilst watching something on TV. Um, it's the actual getting past, breaking the back of the painting that, that is my tough spot. Um, mm. So over the last, over since Christmas, I've been building up my Polish for Team Yankee. So I managed to sneak away a little box of toy soldiers and some glue and clippers. You know, weasel them through airport security so that I could uh, build those whilst I was down route. Um, and then built the resulting nine bmp ones when i got back back in the country um which is just huge i mean like such a, a huge amount of holes just yeah, it's a lot of kit one formation yeah or not, even, not even that one unit um they do look good though i'm excited to get them on the board um started got distracted by my canadians as well with my adats so i built the adats built the Canadian infantry squad. I need to dig out the 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 half the not half tracks. Oh, yeah, the one one threes. I'm a person I carry. Oh yeah. I think it's in that box, just under that part of toys there. Um. And then uh, yeah, no, so they're all built and just waiting. You know, primed, just waiting to then go into the next stage. But that seems to be where I get to everything. And then I realised. Got, yeah, I've got Carivery in like two weeks and I've got my entire US Sherman list built and not even primed. <laughs> are you, are so, you committed to taking them though? Yeah, I've sent the list in. What, is it late war? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be quick to do because it's all just going to be airbrush work. The the, the hassle's mm. going to be getting the... Um, and, the and they're only going to be... I mean, they're, they're really the forces for um warfare so for cryvery they're just going to be basic yeah. top standard they're not going to be you know. well I, yeah, I wondered if you were going to give um your british shamans another another go 
it sounds like that's a new well i was tempted but then this is the idea of of just seeing how this works as a force and then playing as many games as i can with my shermans over the year before warfare so this is late war right so you're locked in for late war to to americans yes so if anyone sees anyone uh, any playing anything but americans in late war they're allowed to what just run up and and rochambeau you (laughs) um well they're allowed to subscribe to the podcast i don't know he says, "I don't know." Commitment. No, commit. Commit. I am committed. Yeah. That's why I'm saying take experiments, even though they're not ready. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, that's what I mean. You, we were, we're saying that you, you know, if you want to do well with a, essentially not the best list, you have to play it to death. Yeah. So, well, I mean, this this might actually be the, one of the best lists. I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I see. We're angry to play to death in a competitive thing, but I also want to have lots of fun playing other things. Oh. So, I guess fun. it's going to play more, is what I'm saying. Are we here for fun? Yeah. I we were here to crush people's dreams. Oh, sorry. I, I... I get confused between the two as well. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, that's well, that's interesting. The, 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 this is your one, um, the M12 list, isn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, so it's got four templates Ooh, all told it's got the 155 yeah. it's got a platoon of 105 shermans yeah it's got the mortars little armored mortars and it's got the aircraft as well i'm looking forward to seeing how those 105 shermans do i'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what, what they what their impact is because i think they, I think they keep some sleeper lock. hits in the army i think they they're, could they're, be they're, they're pricey they're the same but... price as 76 mil shermans uh, yeah, that's pricey. Yeah, well, you can only take the one platoon of seventy-six mil Sherman. So, I think there's going to be interesting for the days for if I come up against the Russian um, horde, oh, yeah, infantry, mm. you know, who sit there, or even like Panzerfaust beach bums. Panzerfaust beach bums. You know the beach defenders. Yeah, the new it's... album from. Yeah. Uh, the sounds of freedom. Um, I I do like the idea of a lot of templates because the have you got an observer? I'm assuming that you got a Piper oh, Cub. Yeah, yeah, little Piper Cub yeah. flying around. Um, plus so the, I th- the I th- scouts. Most of the platoons have the observer rule. Yeah, he's the platoon commander, isn't he, with the Americans? I believe so, off the top of my head. Don't think the armored guys do. Um, no. No, I think it was the it was the infantry units. Let me just bring up D Day Americans. America. I just, yeah, I just think it's an interesting variant on the armored list because you're going then going essentially less concerned about things like tigers. Oh, well, no, that's about things about and I've actually seen a lot. Some people starting to grumble on the on the book of faces about people using the 155s as tank hunters. <laughs> oh god! It's yeah. That, that's what I mean by it's a slightly more competitive list because it isn't supposed to be. Yeah, no, the tanks don't have observer, but I think infantry should. Yeah, infantry do. 
And for Carivery, what I've done is I've taken the my swap out, drops the I think I lose one Sherman and I lose the planes to put in an armored rifle platoon. Okay. Please tell me you got the ARP done already. Yeah. No, they're okay. they're they're um they're for my late war. They were the unit at the Carivery about three years ago that I was gluing this the grass onto the bases as I put them on the board. <laughs> I was gonna say because I I say, if you've got them to, to paint and it's only two weeks to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, no. Tanks, um, doing yeah. tanks quickly is fairly easy, yeah. Yeah, the Greyhound yeah. Scout as well. There you go. M8 uh, Greyhound Cavalry Recon. So, not Scout Observer. Oh, okay. So, my Greyhounds have a dual role of actually observing from the cornfields and things. Oh, that's good. That's actually, yeah, that, that gives them a nice dual purpose. Yeah. They think it can really complicate which is having a job we have to go away for large amounts of time. Yeah, I'm in Spain next week, which doesn't help. <laughs> there um, we go. I've got the week I've got once I come back I've got the week and I've got some extra days off. That's cool. That's actually good. Yeah. Home, like cracking to that through. Yeah. The direct fire so yeah, so the direct fire one fifty fives, they're armor zero and they hit on threes, okay. But the direct fire, rate of fire one, range twenty four, anti tank fifteen, automatic firepower. So, yeah, not it means your tiger's bouncing it on a six. Yep, or they're dead if they get hit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but the tiger point... can outrange it quite easily. Say, say twenty-four inch range. Yeah, twenty-four. Tiger's good. Tiger's got forty. So. Yeah, yeah. but they're veteran. Oh, the M12s are veteran, are we? Okay, so hit on four. Yep. Sit on fours normally. Okay. No, no, they're hit. They're aggressive, but they're skill veteran. Right. So Are you shooting blitzing? You, you have inside terrain bombarding outwards with the yeah. AOP until the tigers come within range, and then you just blitz forward and volley four shots into them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'm not convinced either, but it sounds fun. Well, it's it's different. You know, for the so you know, fairly nifty as well. They've got a tactical move of ten. They don't have a moving rate of fire. So I mean, you can dash, cross country dash, eighteen inches. So if you do get a dug in infantry unit that you need to blat away direct, I know artillery is better. Yeah, actually bombarding at that point would be better, wouldn't it? Tear up firepower and bombardment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's rude. Just that. I mean, the mortars are good, but that. Two up firepower. If you get ranged in on some gun units like some 88s or something, you're just gonna. Oh, no, repeat bombardment. I don't even think you need to repeat bombardment. Yeah, but it'd be funny, wouldn't it? Jeez. Yeah, they, mind you, there are there are some points. It's a good there job the Germans. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Germans. Good job the Germans don't have planes at this point. Yeah. <laughs> well, everything else has got 50 hours, so. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, the 155s don't. They don't have any AA on them. No, I don't think they've got any self defence. But priests do, yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing would be infantry swarming them. Yep, just run up, kick them in the head. Well, I don't know. Direct fire, defensive five. It comes from the front. <laughs> Fix channel. Yeah, no, but that's, you know, then you've also got opportunities, a full. full Full potato, seventy-six mil platoon running around. It's Which, gonna be. It'll be interesting to see it played. 
the, the whole thing because, like you said, there's it's different. Yeah, it's very different. So, see so how you get on. There's my third third armored spearhead uh, company. Tune in next board. time on Shoot and Scoot. See yeah. how Eddie gets on. In tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're so mean to me. Currently on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> Do a spent special and sell it at the show. Yeah. Well, that was it. it was, you played game one and they'd sold after game one. That was that was the, the Spencer special. <laughs> Lee, what have you been up to? I have been painting lots of green and black camo. Um, I've been doing my 30, 50 points of British. You've been all up on the gram. Mm-hmm. I am. I am doing. It these days. <sighs> That's what they call it. That's what the kids say these days, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's all about the gram, apparently. Gram. So I've been doing um, a Briti- uh, British Recce Squadron for Team Yankee. So I've got lots of little CVRTs, Simters, Scorpions, Spartans, and Strikers. Ooh. Plus a platoon. beginning with S. Yeah, because that's the British, you know. We only use two letters, C and, C and S. Um, so a platoon um, first troop of chieftains as well. And a platoon of infantry, which will be the last thing I do for this segment. But literally just hot glued, two of sticks, ready to go, painting tomorrow. They are looking really nice, your tanks. You've been Thank doing you. the um, blue tech camouflage, haven't you? Yeah, so I had a stab at that, um, and it mostly worked. I had a few additional couple of tanks where the paint stayed with the blue tech. So I might give you a better scrub, oh. get, get um two coats of primer down first or something. I don't yeah. know. Primer's obviously is that, is that, quite a deard. I was to say, is that unusual? I don't, I've never done anything like that. I don't know what the... I've f- never had it with the layer before, but it's the first time I've done the blue tack masking, so I don't know if it, how how usual it is. Yeah. Someone did mention on the... Was um, it super fresh blue tack? Was it slightly older stuff? It actually is. fairly out, fresh out of the box, actually, they mentioned it. So it might just be a bit too tacky. Yeah. So hopefully now it's been used once or twice, it should be okay going forward. How, how have you how found you that? Find... <laughs> yeah, yeah. How to find the masking? Um, yeah, like having to think backwards with the paint colours. Yeah, that's the main. That's the main thing. It's just really trying to. I'm not masking the green. I'm masking the black. So what I can see will be black, but what I can't see be, is still going to be green. It's really. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I've gotten better at it. I put it that way. And I've got a better yeah, it idea. It takes a while. Yeah. Especially down trying to get each tank to roughly match. So I can get, do it on one, spray it, see how that looks, and then repeat it on the other ones afterwards. Okay. And that's that's um, speed the process up somewhat. Are you happy with the results? Yeah, yeah I, I think so. I, think, I, 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 was, I was worried it was very time-consuming to start with compared to just free-handing it, but... Mm. Having three-handed four Spartans just to see get <laughs> into the night, and I was just getting bored. Yeah. Actually, yeah, the masking does give the better effect. Is so it think, is it more time-consuming as well? Like it feels it. I mean, it feels like I, I paint the four yeah, Spartans okay. quicker, but on the other hand, like I said, I was less imp- I was less pleased with the actual end result. So I'm guessing, for um, the time is worth Input. it. Yeah, you're getting yeah. quick time as well. You know, it's an investment yeah. then. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. And then let's talk uh, games. Yeah, image. Yeah. So we thought I would have been away 
uh, for my birthday weekend. And thanks to some lovely crappy weather, I ended up being in the country. Um, it was it fog or mist or something, wasn't it? Uh, it was fog followed by mist followed by 60 knots of wind. Uh, I'll do it. Yeah, I should do it. So I ended up uh, being in the country and uh, being able to do um, a miniaturised version of our Fate of Fez mega game with the boys. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. It was uh, was pretty cool. It was impressive. (laughs) It was inspiring. The... I, I just the full force of eight megax megax sixes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> they the ten, I don't know how. Yeah. ten megax. Was it ten? Uh, God. No, you're right. It was eight. It was two. It felt like ten. Uh-oh. Yeah, you're right. It was eight megax in the end. Yeah, because it was five. I had five originally. I got yeah. It was eight megax. Two to HQ yeah. and two platoons of three. And and how many did you finish the game with? Well, um. I lost one, didn't I? I, I lost one over the course no. of it. I think they were all. Uh, they were either yeah, it was either one or they were all operational, and there was a big smoking ruin of everything around them. They were just yeah, unfortunately, crazy. What, they were they were sort of in the dead zone in the middle, and there was like a massive T62s one side of them, a massive Thunderbolt infantry the other side of them. And they're sitting pretty in the middle table, going, "Well, we're okay." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you did deal with like nine IS3s first. No, 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 no. 14. 14. <laughs> there, were, there was 14 IS3s. He had to like three turns to get through. And then yeah. the gaps rolled on. And then there weren't 14 IS3s. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yes. They were. It was quite funny because they were plowing down this dual sort of... Um, highway, yeah. Highway down the middle. Because I thought, well, actually, they're really slow. But if I put them on this road, they can move really fast towards this objective. And they were. And then they started exploding. Yeah, because yeah. the tow missiles largely missed them, bounced yeah. off them. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's like, we're looking rather bad. And it's like, right, roll the McGax. Yeah, here they come. And, oh dear. You can't hurt me from the front. Nope. I can. You're not fast enough to get around my flank. I, th- I, I mean, we we should have said, actually, we were playing on a, a 18 by 5 table. Yeah. yeah. So there was a lot of space. To the point yeah. where we were going, I'll fire these mortars. Uh, no, I won't, because they're not in range. Um, they are more than 56 inches away from their intended target Um, Israelis had three formations they had um, the Sayers Jeep formation Mm -hmm. they had the Centurion Shirt formation and then the Magak 6 formation plus some associated artillery we had two lots of tow jeeps which isn't technically allowed by the rules but hey we thought it would be cool to have all the tow jeeps on See see if they could do anything with the extra range and facing them was I think it was five companies, wasn't it, in the end? Uh, yeah. Five battalions. Five battalions, yeah. So it was T-62s, two T-55s, yeah. uh, a T-34 battalion, and then yeah. the Thunderbolt company. A uh, Thunderbolt battalion, sorry. Thunderbolt. Was it was it a battalion I, IS-3s as well? Oh, yeah. Bata- a, oh, yeah. yeah. Battalion was, of IS-3s, yeah. yeah. Six battalions. So it's, it's a two-to-one battalion ratio. They exploded so quickly you forgot them. Yes. <laughs> They were doing so well, being the flat track bully boys and going, ah, you can't hurt us. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, you can oh, hurt no, us. Wait. Oh, no, wait, those guys can. Where did they come yeah. from? Oh, oh, no. Um, yeah. And we played, what, what was the scenario? We, I think we just made it up in the end, didn't we? It was a made-up one. We're doing the counter five objectives after the Suez invasion. Yeah. yeah. So the theme was 73. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which technically we should never have the T-34s on, but yeah. hey. We had Whatever. six objectives down, didn't we? So it was five, I think. It was five. five. Yeah. It was an odd number, yeah. 
Um, and we yeah, made them on each side. Exactly, and we made them more around um, actual things. So they were the ends of roads and villages. villages that, yeah. Kind of, yeah. So it wasn't so much that they were exactly X number of inches from whatever. They were just where they logically kind of yeah. would be. Like that town, that ridge line, that yeah. road. Yeah. Uh, I think well, it worked. Equidistant-ish. It, it, yeah, by happenstance rather than um, planning, but yeah. But I think it worked quite well. The only thing I was a little bit annoyed about was that um, we had a bit of the, the standard thing of we I, we were using um, scattered reserves for the um, at, uh, Egyptians and the Israelis weren't. Yes. Um, and then the scattering just happened to put a large chunk of stuff in one one corner or on one table. Yeah. Um, so next time I think we, I'm going to, we'll have to do something where it's, um, you can only have a maximum of two things entering from each. But 10, area, 10, that makes sense. 10, 10 show acts in the same company did bravely face down two T-55 battalions. Yep. <laughs> Some associated T-62s. <laughs> no, it was the T-55s they had, they had the, the with the Centurions. And they had um, the uh, T-34s as well. So, yeah, there was, there was three yeah. battalions attacking, essentially, the Sharak company. I mean, the T-34s yes. arrived and just, like, overwhelmed it. Yeah, they just did the usual thing of just jamming themselves down the throats of the... <laughs> you got to get us fast enough! <laughs> they did explode pretty quickly, though. I'm not going to lie. You know, it was... Once, yeah, I turn my ten- once I could turn my attention to him off the T fifty fives, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Centurions made a, a god awful mess of uh, one company, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think we lost to HQ and one, and one troop of four of them, and the last troop largely held on. Really made a mess of the T thirty fours. I was very impressed with the Centurions. Actually, mm-hmm. I thought they were they did a they they were pretty strong. I think, like I say, as we said earlier, if I hadn't have just like tried to match you guys head on and actually had gone in the centre and formed a new defensive line, mm-hmm. wrote, wrote off the objective that was in that table you guys had, just said, right, go draw a new line here, just like wipe, wipe you, draw, you. You have that one objective, I'll have to other four kind of thing. It'd be, yeah. Well, I think the thing with the Megaxes, when they came on, they essentially came on, blunted the attack that was opposite them, and then essentially wheeled. Yeah. Didn't they? So they essentially cut the table in half, almost yeah. along its centre. And at yeah. that point, it was like, mm, that's going to be horrible. Yeah, because I said two to sort of face off the T-34. Well, the HQ to take off at Saga and the last three went off to try and deal with your T-62s that were flanking yeah. around the, the village I, I was holding. Uh, which brings yeah, us to but... the infantry fight, which was also the highlight of the game. The little, uh, <laughs> my little platoon of well, if it was hard game for you guys. I, I, I'll never forget my poor solitary Egyptian MiG pilot. <laughs> Desperately trying to make attack runs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it came roaring on turn one. I thought, yes, I can get some of these 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 pesky jeeps with a cannon fire, only to be shot down by a single priest MG. <laughs> Took out the first one, and then the second pilot seemed to just fly around for the rest of the game ineffectively until eventually he too was shot down by um, Magatch AA for shots. Yeah, yeah, the fifty cal was their nemesis, wasn't it? Yes, you know, I'm moving at three hundred miles an hour, twenty feet above the deck, but oh, I, I... 
Oh, okay. That's that's the end of that game then. It's alright. There are only four points, weren't they? I know. Yeah, but now I just they're just like they're so ineffective. I can't wait for them to do to do something glorious. <laughs> you know, we got this, boys. We got this. Yeah, but what definitely is effective is your infantry. Oh god, that's brutal. The Egyptian, yeah, the Israeli infantry. Both of them. I was very impressed with the th- the full Thunderbolt company. Um, it 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 gave a good account of itself, but it, it broke itself against a single was it a single platoon of Israeli infantry? Yeah. Well, the, were the Saga missiles part of that platoon? Yes. So yeah, you get two Saga missiles and a Grail you can have in as an additional. Yeah. So you actually left those because you left those units, those, those yep. models, teams, sorry, on the back edge of your board. Because one yep. of the things that we don't do very well in version four is bear in mind that as long as you're stationary, you can fire out of command without yep. penalty. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean. I have used them before, and that's exactly what I did with them against Lee when we played. Was that they became a static um, support section? So they gave covering fire from to, to you know the advancing infantry essentially against G, um, tanks and and air. Well, I don't think they faced aircraft before, but the um, the Grails were quite nasty against the um, Skyhawks that that came on. Um, but yeah, that, they they the way they they're set up. I I, I really I. I think that's probably my favourite formation. Uh, I've played with the tanks and stuff, but actually Thunderbolts is the I think it's the most fun. Yeah, they are intimidating. The Thunderbolts worry me as an Israeli player because they are very hard to deal with. Because, like I say, they just, they just cover off all the eventualities in one, 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 one platoon, basically. Yeah. You worry about aircraft, you got Grail. Worry about tanks, you got a Saga. Worry about Israeli infantry, you got lots of AK 47s. For everything and, else, and, it's an AK-47. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, you've got, you've got, you've got all that, but also you've got a fairly decent um, ability to actually... I'm trying to say... Uh, you, yeah, you've got the best infantry stats out, out of the Arab forces as well in terms of your um, skill, um, morale, that kind of thing. Cause you're like, almost fearless. Were you hit on yeah. fours? We still hit on threes, I can't remember. You were hitting better than the assaults, weren't you? Uh, yeah, they hit on fours in the assault, I think. Rather yeah. than, and they get a counter-attack on a three, which is important, because it means they just keep hanging in. Yeah. yeah. So, so they're in the fight. Um, they're not going to give ground as easily, and um, you just got to shift them. they they got a lot of RPGs as well. I mean, they weren't doing a lot, a lot against your 113s, but they had the potential to make a mess of them. Definitely, yeah. And then um, you had that that one platoon with its one one threes and it it was I think we counted up I think at the end of the game there was at the entire the two Thunderbolt companies I think I counted that there was seven stands left total. Yeah. And most of it so, came, most of it came down to the priests in the first couple of turns who came in. Yeah. They got they they had one that one good turn at the start which took out a good few teams. But yeah. mostly it was the M one thirteens and the infantry that was just like chewing you up. Yeah, and then that final assault, <laughs> yeah. just it it got down to you know single stands on single stands, yeah, just desperately struggling for these four buildings in the compound. Um, it was pretty horrific. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even want to think about what it'd been like to try and assault a full infantry Israeli infantry formation. 
Don't do it with tanks, is my advice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know what you do it with. That's the thing, because the you say don't do it with tanks because the anti-tank grenades and stuff. But if you try it with infantry, you got the FN mags and the um, 113s that just put out so much fire. Um, yeah. And you know, it's just it's pretty. I, I don't. Know, I'm not sure how you want that. Artillery, I, think, I guess. I think, yeah, I think you just hail, hail them, don't you? Just stand off and try and blow them apart, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's tough going. Um, and I think the other thing is that I think that the extra space did help, and there yeah, wasn't any okay. big car parks. I know it looked a bit crowded down one end, but I still don't think it was quite tractor track and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, and I'm, I think that. The, I don't know how you felt with the toes, but I still think they're a little bit wobbly. I was far more impressed with the actual recordless rifle jeeps, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, they're good. They are good. I like those. I definitely need um, to get some of those bad boys. They're, they're really, they're quite cheap as well. I think they're a point each, or two points yeah, each. Yeah, about a point. But uh, they're AT-17, which is, you know, it's decent. Mm-hmm. Um, the only problem I think you've got is that they're um, single shot. So you yeah, they lose a concealment as well when you fire. But the tow cheaps yeah. are the same in that regard. So, hmm. so the, the the end of the fate of Fez, and uh, we were proud to pronounce the Egyptians, well, at that moment, the victors. Because I think we broke the shot company, didn't we? And the Sayer company? Yeah, Shark Company broke and the Sayers Company also broke, yeah. And I think at that point we'd lost... What did we lose? T-55s? Yeah, one of my T-55 companies was gone. And the IS-3s. And the IS-3s. Yeah, and the... The M-60s were about to get swarmed by... The, rem- the other T-55 company and the, the T-34s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been, well, I say swarmed. It would have been a close fight, I think. <laughs> Between what... what Because they were already both beat, pretty beaten up, those companies. Yeah. So... It was an excellent game. The, um yeah, extra space. I mean, it wasn't... So, on an 18 by 5 table, we only still had, what, just, just over 200 points? Yeah. Yeah. So, it was... It wasn't, um, and it was quite expensive kit, so it didn't feel like it was too claustrophobic to me. No. Um, and like I said, we did go to measure a couple of ranges a couple on a, on a few occasions and go, ooh, won't be doing that then, because uh, 40 inches is not uh, not enough range. So, not enough, yeah. Whoops. But we'll have to, yeah, it just, it did rekindle again, not that it's ever really gone away, but my um, my love of the fate of the nation. It does What's seem that? a good game, little little game system all combined together. Yeah. Like We've rounded off an excellent day by seeing 1917. Yeah. The, the movie which made me start looking at my Great War stuff. <laughs> the, it was a very... Uh, do you, have you seen it twice now, Lee? I, I, yeah, I just literally got back from seeing it before we started this podcast, so yeah. Um, which took my dad to see it. I think it'd be a film he'd like to see. Wouldn't get a chance to watch it, and I think he was just as mo- emotionally devastated at the end of it as I was. So. Yeah, it, it seemed not, very well done. 
it's a very well done film. I think I was, on the second time, I was just enjoying watching the background, especially when they're going through the trenches. It's just like yeah. watching all the guy, all the little things like the guy throwing up before they go over the top of the trench, that kind of thing. It's just like, yeah. Uh, it's a really good sort of like um, demonstration of the First World War, I think. It just covered like lots of little things in the course of its film. Yeah. yeah. I described it as someone as, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it as a film, if that makes sense. Yeah. I thought it was an extremely good story. Like, it was well crafted and visually it was amazing. But I don't think it's the type of thing you can say you enjoy. If that makes like sense. Sort of sadist, but yeah. Well, yeah, because it was just so like it was a little horror. It's you know I, I'd listened to this horror before, and um, the, what they were saying like all the, the individual soldiers um, that it's like a soldier's diary type thing. I, I was listening to a podcast they were talking about, and they said that one of the things that um, that they remembered from this this diary was that the captain uh, was drinking his coffee, and he watched as a fly flew off a dead body and then landed on the edge of his coffee cup. Oh, and he just said that it was these kind of little terrible awful things on a daily basis that just happened yeah and it, i think that it was you know the, it was awful some of the stuff that was happening um you know just i found it quite a relentless pace as well because it's all in one day isn't it and it's all oh, the, the yeah the way they've shot it gives yeah. you the, you know that that in this one shot claustrophobic feel yeah uh, yeah it's a great piece of cinema cinema you know it's really yeah, I, it's breathtaking. I, yeah. I still love it. It's also around. one of the films. Sorry. Go on, go on then. Well, I was going to say, it's also one of the films I would suggest that you do see in the cinema. Yes. Rather than waiting to see it at home. Because I think, a little bit like Dunkirk, I think it's going to lose something if you don't see it on the big screen with the immersive sound. Mm. Mm. I mean, we, 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 sorry, well, we didn't see it. We actually saw it at the IMAX, didn't we? We did, yeah. I mean, I didn't lose anything for seeing a small screen at the, the smaller cinema screen. I must admit, but yeah, the IMAX definitely. If you can go and see it on that, it will definitely pay off. But it's just a night. There's the bit in the village at night. All the sort is of, being illuminated just by the sort of illumination flares. The light shifts yeah. around. The terrifying shadows. Yeah. Well, I, my, I when I got to the games club, I spoke to uh, Dory from the club, and he said he watched a, a making of video. Mm-hmm. And what they actually did was they built the they rebuilt the set in ten millimeter scale, and then got a flashlight, and were moving their flashlight across the model of the set to see exactly where the shadows were formed, to then recreate that on the full size thing using flares and gantry arms, nice. oh just to get the shadows to work the way they exactly how they wanted to them for the pacing of the scene. So. I, I mean, that makes me appreciate yeah. even more. That's yeah, exactly. It was terrifying because you had, you know, that that lighting was awful. Like, actually, it was properly apocalyptic. Mm. Yeah, well, that's you know, well, it's, it's, it's war, you know. It's, it's... I'm not, yeah. I'm not, you, I'm get not go, you get people going, oh, I can see a thousand yards with my rifle. And you're like, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the ideal life. conditions, yes, you can shoot. Yeah. <laughs> On a range, when no one's shooting at you. No chance of being discovered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a fantastic film. Yeah, um, but you guys have been playing some more modern stuff. Going we have. It's a bit yeah. team yucky. In fact, you did, you, joined, you did as well. Um, that's you had your um. You had your, your pulse, pulses. Yeah, yeah. Pulse, didn't you? 
Oh, was it those ones? Have we not talked about those? No. Oh gosh, time is irrelevant to oh, me. At the moment. Yeah, we did, we we did play after that as well, um, Lee and I. But yeah, we we had that game where you took the the poles versus Lee. What, what were you playing? West Germans. Uh, West Germans. Yeah, yeah. it was like a. We had basically what amounted to a Rheinmetall um, demonstration video, effectively. The Le- <laughs> Leopard 2's effectiveness against Damien Armour's. I just could not roll badly the Leopard 2's. Unfortunately, Fez was very much on, on the receiving end of it. Yes. Like... I, I bought a brick to a 120mm fight, I think. <laughs> you bought a spoon to a knife yeah. fight. I mean, as yeah. a person who uses the T-72M and has faced Leopard 2's, it's, they are... A tough nut to crack, but I mean that game was just hor- horrific for just how much the yes. dice were going my way. It's like I couldn't miss. It's like every turn, four dead T seventy two. It's like bam, yeah. bam, bam. That one's dead, and that one's dead. Take that one off. Yeah, I, I do think Team Yankee is one of those games though because the firepower is so aggressive on almost everything that as soon as you get either a hot or a cold set of dice, it can really shift against you quickly. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that was that was just obscene, frankly. I mean, it it, it did feel non-consensual towards the end. I'm, I'm... <laughs> Show me on the doll where the bad leopard hurt you. Yes. It, um, but I mean, I guess it's one of those yeah, things. Well, against your Dutch, didn't I? Yeah, the Dutch got run over. <laughs> so but leopard two. In that game, bump. leopard twos weren't so um on the on the point that time, but yeah. Yeah, that was with my first iteration where um, I had no infantry. And uh, the problem with that is that the, the little CNVs are great, but they can't do anything against anything in Eddie's list. No. So they're essentially just getting in the way. Um, and then... If, the Shilkers, two... didn't you? Huh? Did you uh, take the Shilkers out? Right. Um, if I did... Or was that Lee? I can't remember. That was I Lee's took, I, Yeah, I did yeah. my M looks, yeah. Yeah, which you know it's fine. I mean, they shouldn't really be running around and doing much. Um, but the, the, I think the other thing is that there's only two leopard twos in each platoon, and as soon as you lose yeah. one, it gets a bit fragile. Um, but that was fine. This when, when you it's faced off. Yeah, sorry. When, when you faced off versus my 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 T six terms, these Germans, you had that thing where your CO having learnt from yeah. that game versus first, your CO was. Constantly next to a leopard too. So as soon as one got bailed, yep. it had the ultimate chance of the guy getting back in. If he failed, the other guy sticking around. And yeah. it was so frustrating that damn little M113 CMV racing around, just keeping these leopard twos in the fight. Well, funny <laughs> enough as well, they're really easy to hide. <laughs> yes, <laughs> be a recce tank, yeah. Yeah, but um, I-, I am thinking about getting him a little bullhorn or something like that, so that he can just. <laughs> Just run he around was shouting Captain at people. Motivator. He was yep. a... You can do it. That was it. But it was um it was pretty that even that game was pretty horrific, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean yeah, so so you've you've written up one of the games um I have. As, as a review for the for the website and I did one on the Facebook. But I mean both games are fairly bloody affairs. I mean that game the first game like I said, one you've written up is was very much your. I think did you lose a leopard two in total? No, no, no. And that really showed. Cause, I mean, I, 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 I was almost wiped out trying to take you. I mean, I, I, I had a fairly good run on the objective, but I it cost me all the T seventy two M's, most T fifty fives. 
was just yeah. my infantry would try to desperately hunt down and get some RPG shots into you just to keep pushing you back. Um, I think it's one of those ones where, how can I put it, there were opportunities for them to, to, to die. I think that's the thing I've learned is that you can't, you can't use them and not put them in a place where um, they're susceptible to something. Yeah. And I'll say that about your spandrels. Like I had to just put up with the fact that the spandrels were going to fire at me every single turn, mm-hmm. and there was not a lot I could do about it. You know, you have to prioritise your... Just trust your armour and just look at all of it. Yeah, you just got to go, well, I'm going to take three shots. You know, some of them are going to hit. I've just got to pray that um, <laughs> nothing happens to them. So this guy should be fine. Ah, oh, statistics. Yes. The war, gamer, <laughs> the war gamer's friend. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think with those small platoons as well, there is, it's just one of those things where you either get lucky and in the second... Is it the second game where I was just shepherding my Leopard 2s around? Just trying to keep them in the fight? I think yeah. it was, wasn't it? I managed to, get you, some, I managed to land some decent hits and get, get at various points, get both Leopard 2 um, platoons down to one Leopard 2. Yeah. Eventually, your luck ran out on the morale checks, and to... and that's it. And you and you you toast at that point. And I think it was good as well because we were playing on. Was it both games? No, the first games we played with Eddie were on four by fours, weren't we? Correct. I think and we realised yeah. any manoeuvre space at that point. No, and I think that that might have been a detriment actually to to the Polish because um, you know you really need to be able to flank and to get the. I mean, when we played with the, on the bigger ball on the six by four, I mean, my leopards were here, there, and everywhere. They just have to, you have to firefight the whole time. And I think, um, you know, that 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 extra elbow room is is what the the pact needs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think if you do um, like the fifty point games, but that six by four table is the way to go. What would you suggest for a 75? Are you thinking 8x4? I think 8x4. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have to, we're going to have to 8x4 for the 100 points, but I think I did. If you do 100 points, you probably want to go up one more size from that, go 8x6 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you probably need some extra depth at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what have you got for your next um, tranche of troops? More chieftains. More chieftains? Okay. Mm-hmm. So is that going to switch it to a chieftain company at that point? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. What about you, Eddie? What's the, what's what's my, the Polish? Uh, my crazy BMP1 horde. Oh, okay. Oh, that's your second... Oh, gotcha. Yeah, along with, you. Yep. with the, uh, the Danas. Ooh. Danish Yes. Yeah, I'm not... I've got some... I'm not looking forward to facing them, if I'm honest, because I don't think my infantry is going to like that at all. <laughs> oh. Um... They they seem uh, vicious, <laughs> especially as with the B and P company. I've got the spare one for an observer, so I've got an AP as well to help them. Oh my god! Ranging plus one and hit on plus one. Is it are the poles the ones with the slightly better skill? I can't uh, remember. Now. Uh, I can't Is remember. These Germans. I can't remember. Someone's got better skill. Yeah, I've got a feeling it is. I think it's threes to hit. It's threes to range in and then threes to hit is what I remember. Yeah. Against the troops. Oh, is that because the autoloader? Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't like that. I disapprove strongly. I disapprove. <laughs> <laughs> the models are amazing. They're just so honking big. 
this massive cannon sticking out. It's on like a weird eight eight um eight wheel. wheel yeah. Yeah. It's like all the same size as the um the gecko AA trucks. Oh is it? Oh jeez. Yeah, yeah, the the big old big old units. D unit. Yeah. Old, yeah. And you've got some uh BM twenty ones as well to go with them now. Yep, so. little scout cars to go with them. Um got also the recce BMPs sort of go wheeled or tracked depending on what I fancy hmm. um, just because yeah I had the box to get the the full potato BMP yeah. company yeah and you, then, usually one left over uh, well oh, I've got three left actually. yeah because it's 12 yeah, it's isn't it yeah it's 12 for the full shebang with all the extras and then you um, can take the Two for a scout and then one for an observer. So, oh, do you get infantry with that as well then in the scouts? No, no, it's just literally oh, two okay. BMP ones with spearhead. Uh, oh dear. Should be interesting. Yeah. So they're kind of they're built awaiting another major airbrush session to get them all base coated green. Back to Fezzigrad, yeah. Back to Fez, yeah. <laughs> Fezzigrad tank factory. Cool. So, uh, no, it's, yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Actually, I, I, it's been quite nice playing something a bit different. If that makes any sense. I, I think yeah. they. But familiar enough, familiar enough that you're not having to kind of re sit down and rethink the rules every five minutes. Yeah, the rules. I mean, are, are fundamentally ninety percent the same. Um. I, I, yeah, it's just interesting to have them in a slightly different um, format. Yeah. I said it's been a bit more lethal as well. Yeah, very much so. Stuff dies, everything dies. Yep. And it keeps on going. So, Lee. Sometimes. Yes. Are you uh, could have put anything from the. Smexy, sexy new British Team Yankee book. Um, Into well, your source. So, not to start off with, mainly because I, because I wasn't sure when it's going to come out and when we we're going to start playing. I hadn't actually planned it in my force as such. Plus, it's really trying to be like a nineteen eighty, early nineteen eighties force. Hence, I got the earlier Mark Chieftain. Nice. Uh, Have you got uh, Steel Brew or not? I haven't got Steel Brew because um, Third RTR didn't get it until they rotated back to the UK in 86. Right, yeah. So so as I'm doing this very much as it was in 1985, Free RTR, so they are, they are unfortunately, it's still Mark 9s. Just keep it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they look cooler. They do look cool. I prefer, I much, I prefer them without that. I might, so I might pick up some MR... MLRS as an easy drop-in unit for the, for the force. Mm-hmm. I do want to see how they work, the rocket launchers. Um, but yeah, what I plan... Sorry. I was just, no, I was going to say the MLRS is very different to anything that the British have had before. Could, yeah, exactly. Sense as well. Being like a more of a broad area light artillery almost. Like, um, you know, it's, it's, designed, it's designed to like really massacre light armour and infantry and be a harassment to heavy armour. Should we, should we go through the units, the new units from the new book? Yeah, let's do yeah. that. So, first off, anybody who's got Iron Maiden, 
Um, basically, everything that's in Iron Maiden hasn't changed. So there's no new stats on any of the existing units. You can still take your medium recce company, it'd be exactly the same. And that includes stuff like they haven't done the mixed platoons of Simpsons and Scorpions, that some people are hoping for. Has, has anything changed points-wise? Has anyone well, noticed? I, not, but I can no. see a okay. point. No, I, I, I didn't think it had. I think they very much said that they weren't going to invalidate anything, and that seems to be the case, so all that's the same. Also, your book has a much cooler name. I'm, not, I'm just going to say it. Less confusing name for the new one, and it is just World War Three Team Yankee British. Yeah. Yes. I'm a little bit sad by losing the pop references. Yeah, so it's obviously following the same model we saw the D-Day books for um, Flames of Wars. Like we are going for just for nationality and losing all the cool titles. Yeah. That's kind of a shame. I mean, I appreciate why they're doing it, but it's just like, you couldn't you can have us a subtitle below. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a tagline on the insert. Yeah. It's like, you know, you knew you, you the Iron Maiden book was a British book because it says ultimately, you know, it's got a very, a dirty, great big United, you know, Union flag in the backdrop of it. And it says at the bottom, British Army in World War Three. So yeah. you knew which book it was. It, just, it had a cool name of Iron Maiden. So, so yeah, I appreciate you no. doing it, but I still think it's a bit, bit of a bad move. So new, new, new uh, formations then. Yeah, so um, we have the big three boy. new formations, and they're basically um, variations on the ones existing formations. So, joining the Chieftain Armour Squadron, we now have a Challenger Armour Squadron. Mm-hmm. Joining the 432 Mechanized Company, we now have the Warrior Mechanized Company. And joining the um, CVRT Medium Recce Squadron, we now have the CVRW wheeled recce squadron <clears throat> um so first things first let's do armor so challenger was very much an upgrade of chieftain effectively for the Iran- um Iranian imperial Iranian armies it was back for the sh- what kicked off <laughs> um so <clears throat> fixed the British land power pack with um, a Rolls Royce one and added common armor as well as a thermal sight so, it's punchy. Yeah. So the game game impact of that is we don't see much change in the actual mobility, mainly because it's been offset by the armor increase of the cobbon. Yeah. Just and, and the whole thing that gonna break down every five seconds isn't reflecting the game anyway. Um, <laughs> so that improvement with the Rolls Royce power pack is largely missed with the challenger. But um what we do get is a boost on the front armor to 20. Quite a considerable boost, really. Yeah. That's, but, yeah. That comes at a cost to actually bump at the points somewhat to um, almost 11 points per tank. Obscene. Yeah. <laughs> Mid-war tiger levels. Yeah, it is. So it's basically on par with Leopard 2 at that point. So it's trading mobility for armour and also morale as well. Obviously, um, Germans are fearless, whereas Brits are confident. Yeah. So, but um, you know, it's basically the same point as Leopard Two at that point because it's got the same killing power with its gun, but um, it's less mobile due to its moving rate of fire and its speed. But on the other hand, you're twenty versus eighteen for a Leopard Two. So it's... now, side armor eight obviously is still going to leave you vulnerable to um, BMP twos flanking you and putting their thirty mil into you. 
but he had got the commandment to largely negate the missile shots. However, if you, that doesn't leave you feeling nice and secure, then you can up yourself with the um, Romore um, upgrade, which I believe is um, Royal Ordnance Modular Reactive Armor or something. I don't know why the A disappears in that. <laughs> but basically, um, adds era, um, explosive reactive armor blocks and extra common blocks onto the side. And that boosts your front armor to 21, and your side armor to 10. At the cost of reducing mobility. That's and central points here as well. It boosts each tank up to um, 13 points per tank. Jeez. Is, is that the most expensive vehicle at the moment in the, in the game? In the game. I imagine when M1A1 comes, it might beat it, but we'll have to see. Yeah, but at the moment, that is, that is top dog. That is top dog. I mean, and it's also the most heavily armoured tank in the game, because it's just shot past the IPM1. Yeah. Um, even before we put the Romor on, but now the Romor basically gives it the same side armor as an IPM two, um, sorry IPM one, and just like gives it even more front armor. So you can't, you know, um, a T seventy two M or Spandrel just can't hurt you from the front. Ah, but even, even though point you, pun, you lose a point of cross value. Yeah. So you get a free plus, which is still <laughs> good. <laughs> let's, let's face it, a three plus cross is still pretty respectable, especially when you got T fifty fives at four plus. But um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Yep. <laughs> and frankly, with so, a British tank, you shouldn't be moving; you should be sitting there, just popping them off at long range as much as possible. So you got brutal laser range finder, smoke and stabilizer. So you can So if you are required the same to move, chieftain, basically, yeah. If you are required to move, though, you still retain your. Oh no, it's not advanced stabilizer, is it? No. So. Your rate of fire drops down to one mm. anyway, and with yep. the stabilizer, it means you can move 14, but um, have an extra plus on the hit. So your mobile, your mobile firepower is not bad, isn't it? No, it's, it's just no. you've only got one shot, basically, rather than two. Yeah, so that's, I suppose, the difference to Leopard as well, is that the, the Leopard's quite happy just wandering around, yeah, um, not really caring if it's moving or not, whereas these guys, you need them set up, sighted, Good lanes of fire, potentially. Hmm, yeah. Okay. I mean, Blitz, they're scary. Yeah, I mean, they're skill three up as well, right? Three threes? Yeah. I've, I mean, so the big thing is, obviously, if you took one between the three challengers, even for your Palmer, is basically the same amount of points as six chieftains. Jeez. <laughs> so the question you've got to ask is, you know, is that armor protection worth halving or killing power basically yeah because it, it's still you've got half amount of guns now over um the duration of the game it probably is because obviously those chieftains will probably get an open salvo out and then we'll start yep. dying to return fire so it's gonna be a crossover point at which point yes the challenger two the challenger one is worth it do do you think these guys will suffer from the mid-war tiger syndrome if you, you probably won't see these as a company I think so. Um, so every list I've worked out so far has them as a support unit. And that's partly because unlike the Leopards in the West German force, you don't get the option of having one chance platoon and one infantry yeah. platoon. You have to have two platoons of tanks. Yeah, that's quite is a big... The first... I was going to say, is this the first book as well that lets you take black box units from formations yep. as support? Yes. As it, yeah, built in. But I think... so. 
I think it's been clarified that all the books can now do it effectively. Okay. Because it's in the rule book as a rule. But this is the first one that builds it in. So it actually has a small impact because the old Iron Maiden book used to let you take um, Chieftain's Infantry for um, Helicopter Infantry as support units. It was built in. Oh, okay. That's yeah. now been taken out. But the problem with that is... Excuse me one second. It says sipping his gin. Coughing got a, fit. Got a massive coughing fit going on. There we go. Um, the downside of that is that you used to be able to take one cheating platoon in your infantry formation and another cheating platoon in support. Now, you can't do it in uh, formation because obviously you've already taken it in a formation. Yeah. But this is good because right. if you'd already done that in your force... The way around it is to say take out all six chieftains and put in three challenges instead. <laughs> so there you are. That's one, one way of getting around it. Hmm. Um, also, the thing it's is taking out the CVRT slots. So now, if you take one, you can't have, say, a Scorpion platoon in your challenger um, formation plus one support. You'd have to take scimitars in support because they're a different black box. Different, yeah. So yeah, so finessing. Yeah, so I think the challenger is certainly something you're going to see. Um, I think I, I'd be very surprised if you see a challenger formation in all the largest games. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to stack up so quickly, isn't it? The, the troops alone, even if you're taking two two uh, tank platoons. Be cool. You're not going <laughs> to. It will be cool, but you're not, you're not seeing anything. I don't I don't know how many points the minimum size formation is, but you're not getting an awful lot else in at that point, I don't think. Yeah, so if, well, if you take um two a, a minimum size two, HQ, two platoons of three tanks, that's gonna be seventy seven points. You didn't really run around with two tank platoons if you can help it, so seventy seven points and that's the only that's a standard challenger rather than the upper armoured one as well. <laughs> yeah. So you then throw in your infantry platoon you better be not be taking the Warriors at that point because they're going to suck at your points. And you haven't really got a lot left for, you know, AA, Recce, Artillery. We've got nothing left for Artillery. So, yeah, it burns through points really quickly. Do you, So, on the up armour, do you take the up armour? Do you go, I've invested 33 points in these already. Do I go... I might as well invest six points more yeah. and really make sure you can't kill them. I think exactly. so, yeah. I... I think it's going to come down to, as always, for local meta. If local meta is very air heavy, maybe not, because that's going to be the main threat to these things. Yeah. Right. They could be, you know, a side, a side right. shot with um, a spiral or their um, Kerry will, you know, turn inside out just like any other tank in the game. Yeah. Okay. Um, if okay. your if your meta isn't air heavy, then yeah, I would, I would, because it's just like, just shoot me. You can shoot all you want. You're not going to do anything. <laughs> so what have we actually looked at what can potentially do any damage to these apart from air I don't I don't know what can get even get up to storm. 20 so storm is that it? at 25 can do it from the front ADAX oh. can do it because they are sort of high wow. <laughs> yeah because <laughs> they're just bonkers yeah. yeah Um. right now that's pretty much it I mean hot at 23 can start fishing for ones and twos Yep. Um, obviously, the proper Soviet um, 125s at 22 can fish for ones for a bail at close at short range. 
ones for a bail. Yeah. Wow. Well, honestly, if I'm if I'm taking Soviet armor versus these guys, I'm going hell for leather onto the flanks and try and get flank shots. Dash, 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 but, dash. Yeah. Yep. That's your option. Yeah. So you. I, I just wondered. Hmm. Some. But yeah, I mean, it's, it is a beast. It's, it's, you know, it should be. I mean, the, the British arm design focused on um, arm protection over anything else. And it reflects that. Uh, Dana's? Anti-tank 4, gives you top armour? Yeah, so it's top, top, top armour 2. So again, it's always gonna be, the artillery is always going to be a potential risk. If you're firing the yeah, Dana's at, at challenges, I think something's <laughs> gone wrong somewhere. Yeah, bad things have happened. <laughs> okay, so next is Warrior. Um, again, you've got two options for this. You've got the normal version, up armed version. Now, the Warrior itself is equivalent to an M113 in armour, but it's sporting at um, turret gun with a 30mm, which is the same as it's on scimitar. That's a handy little rate of free, rate of fire free, eight tank ten, five power five. Mm-hmm. Um, big issue is, like all the British guns, it's got sneak and peek, so it can't move faster than six inches and fire the main gun. Oh, is oh, that really? what that is? Okay, I was going to ask about that because I didn't notice that the tactical was six. Yeah, so this is basically because um, the command you got a two, it's a two um, man turret. And rather than fires, it clips are free, basically. So every so often you have to put another clip in. So the commander has to keep splitting his time between commanding and loading. And although every time I've talked to a tank commander, it says it's not exactly that hard. You just do it, do it without Louis looking at it. For some reason, Battlefront decided to put a, a penalty in for it. So there you go. I was going to ask if that tactical of six was something to do with like a heavy armor load or something, because that's really low. No, it's just like but say I... it's reflecting the commander having to split his time. Yeah. They can't redo it while moving at moving at terms. There is another problem with that though. Mm. You get auto captured in assault. Well, you move it dash from assaults. How? What do you mean? You you can't that way. If you get assaulted and you have to break off. Yeah, you can move up to your up to your dash speed. Can you? Yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that either. I thought it was was a tactical move because you you can't dash within eight of the inches of the enemy. Like, give me one second. I might might be misremembering it. That would be an interesting observation. I don't think ever recover. Because I had the same problem with my early war Matildas, because they only have a six (laughs) tactical, and you're in base base contact. You fail. You then move six inches away. The enemy then moves. Yeah, so you can't yeah. be more than six inches away because you were touching them. Mm-hmm. Give me one second, just get into it. Just shot past. Da, da, da. Uh, a da, unit breaks da, off, da. is pinned down, all teams see it, immediately move at tactical speed. Ah, okay, no, I am wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right, so you think we shoot with... Um... Ah, no, is it... Right, so sneak and peek, just go back it up here, means as long as you don't fire your main gun, you can move at tactical 10. So that's right. probably a get out there. The sneak oh, and peek okay. says, tactical is 10 if you're not firing the main gun. <laughs> God damn it, you had me scared. Well, you know, rules, it's, it's the trouble with the nuance in a rule set that's designed not to be nuanced. Okay, so also so on that, so if you want to fire 
the 762, you can do that and move 10. Correct. Just right, find so just... just find a machine gun, you can move 10. But if you want to fire the rod and you go down to um, 6. Coax chain gun. Got to love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you got anti helicopter on the um, Raden on the um, Warrior as well, so nice. Give yourself some like little point point area protection against helicopters. Yeah, only five up firepower though, not great. About nothing. It's true. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I I like this. Um, I think especially the up armor because the up armor gets you up to um, front armor five, which is quite handy for stopping. 50 cows, that kind of thing. There's no difference Front between... Front armor 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please... no diff- yes, sorry. sorry. There's no difference between the infantry they carry, is there? Between that and, and the... No. This is where it goes a little bit... Um, Battlefront sort of being a little bit half-assed about it. Because obviously when the warrior was introduced, there was a big change in the infantry that they obviously adopted the S- um, SEAT, L- um, L85, um, assault rifle L86... Um, light support weapon, the 51mm mortar, and the law um, 80 dispersible anti-tank missile. Yeah. So all the stuff that showing here, basically this is just the same as the FE-432 platoon, which is with warriors. Yeah. That's not really how, you know, how it was in reality. In reality, they dumped all those you know, legacy stuff and went with the new equipment. Is, is Maybe that because trying to get to the back of a warrior with a massively long SLR and Jimpy is going to be a tight squeeze at the best of times. Is, is is that because of the accelerated timelines, though? Is that, you know, are we looking at... Uh, I, I think it's more down to the fact Battlefront didn't want to make two blisters of infantry more, I think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the actual... I imagine the actual in-game effect is pretty much similar to what... Yeah, the scale of the rules that we're looking at, the changes won't make a huge difference. Oh, certainly, yeah. I think you could probably just go back and say, well, my Kalka stuff just representing the guys firing off their little 90s. Yeah. Uh, the Jimpy teams reflect the guys firing, you know, the mass fire of the SA80s and SWs. Yeah. I think you know, it's all stuff you could you know, explain away if you wanted to, to use um, the correct equipment. A bit hand waving. Yeah, it's, it's not exactly the end of the world, it's just more of those pet hates. Um, so, one thing worth noting is you can up arm the warrior. I mean, like I say, it gets the oblique armor rule, which also gives on its front and side it boosts to 13 versus heat weapons. Ooh, that's, that's not going to stop. Nice. It's not going to stop anything heavier than a saga, but it will give you some protection versus RPGs. Hmm. So you could go in assault with these guys if you wanted to. Because they're still hitting on okay. threes in the assault. Yeah. Oh, sorry, hitting on that, fours in the assault. They're still pretty good. Hmm. Counter-attack a four. So yeah, you could wade in there if you had to and sort of try and push it back. Yeah, that's, that is interesting. How, how do they compare to the four three twos in terms of cost as well? Then, because obviously the, you, you're you're getting a lot more f- more bang for your buck, right? It's basically double the cost of the platoon. Yikes! Okay. So you know you're trading off here, but you're going to be trading off some capability. Um, okay. I think if you're doing this, you, you just wouldn't necessarily be taking like an extra platoon of scimitars to support. Because hey, why not? You've got the gun, your IFEs. Yeah. yeah. You probably wouldn't have the second um, anti-aircraft platoon because you've got the anti-helicopter performance of the warrior. Okay. Hmm. Now, the actual formation itself, you've still got all the stuff you expect in the other infantry. You've got the mortar platoon, still in 432s. 
You've got Sinopolis, yeah. Abbots. You can still take a tank platoon challenges if you want to. Or chieftains. What you don't have is the 432 Milan platoon. Um, no. You have to mount your warriors either in a warrior or your top to see either have four Milans in two warriors or you just have two warriors with the Milans mounted to them, which is like um, a nice four. 4.2 tank platoon. Yeah, that explains the starter box, including yeah. warrior platoons. Then. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It, it fits that slot there. Um, again, it's one of those things where technically you should still be allowed to have the um, Milans in the 4-3-2. But it's probably a gameplay thing that makes you worn there. Um, but obviously you can, you can still have the Milans in the actual mechanised platoons as, a, as an attachment. It's a four-point attachment now. Because those two Milan, those two Milan teams come with a warrior team. Yeah. I'll see. It gives you an extra warrior to play with. So I like I like the warrior list. Um, now obviously, I, people would have been on the website over the weekend, over the launch weekend, with the scene that we had. My thoughts on doing an Iraq um, Gulf War era style force with them. And I think I said I had their, um, two platoons up armored plus one platoon up armored challengers, then the mortars. Jeez scimitars and some rapiers in their defense and it's a nice little well-rounded heavy hitting force but it's smaller it's a lot more compact yeah. than the British forces of old were put it that way yeah because I guess the, the the warrior packing that extra points cost at that point you're you're streamlining everything at that you know everything's more expensive yes yeah hmm. well, I should talk about the Gulf War it's interesting to say that there is um a two-page spread in yeah. this book that very loosely covers the the British involvement in the Gulf War from a historical aspect. Yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's like a very top-level, um, just um, like sort of cover-off, um, which is good. It explains what forces were there and what they were, and you know, a very simplistic level explains what they're equipped with. So you can say, you know, here's the rapiers, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, if you wanted to play that game, what would you throw them up against? The Iraqis from the um, Oil Wars book? Uh, yeah, basically use that. Okay. Cool. I think after the Warriors, it's all the same as Iron Maiden up until the little... Well, there's the Fox Recce. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the Fox is a, the fox is a tricky one. Um... It's cheaper. It's yet yeah, four of them for three points versus four points for um, four CBRTs. Um, you've but they're they're, sk- they're lower skill, lower morale, um, less less mobile. It, they look nice. I'm yeah, the cross country sense you mean? Yeah, the cross country and um, road dash um, are faster, but everything else is slower. Yeah, tactical yeah. six again. It's it's pretty slow. Yeah, um, then. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Four, four of them are four of them are pretty. I don't know. Do you find that sometimes, uh, Eddie, with um, uh, the recce that having a four platoon actually is a bit of a disadvantage? Can be, just because you end up putting. Tank, just, I'm just yeah, you've, you've got your your recce troops where you want to be putting your spearheading unit. <laughs> yeah, and it's just a bigger footprint. I know it's better for 
deploying off potentially, but um, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like the, the extra stuff isn't necessarily useful. I'm, I'm a bit worried with the foxes that there's four of them. Yeah, um, but at the same time, you can spread out your um, spread out your unit to yeah. um, help expand. Oh, well, your spearhead bubble. Yeah, your spearhead bubble to fit the larger units in. So if you've got, you know, maybe not so much in the brick lists, but if you do have, you know, you want to get two units of four three twos going forward or warriors or whatever. I mean, also the tanks are bigger, so you've got to fit entirely inside your spearhead bubble. So having another model which expands your deployment area isn't necessarily a bad thing, especially when it's got such a small footprint of a fox. Yeah, I, I'm a bit torn on that. I'm not sure. The other point the... as well is it gives you an extra model to lose before you have to worry about... That's uh, true, last stand. Uh, yeah, bad spirits. Mm. Um, okay. for, for, often, often your recce ends up getting hunted down to be the easy platoon kill in a, in a <laughs> tournament scheme, isn't it? That that is true. Um, like, oh, I've got nothing else to do with these. I'm going to go chase down your recce. Yep. And there's a yeah, there's a point gone. I mean, that said, you're quite right. With a cross of four plus, the foxes are going to be hard. You're not going to go into terrain, so it's going to be no. it's harder to hide that extra one hole behind something. I just worry that with four of them, they don't move particularly fast. They don't cross very well. They've well, they've got sneak and peek as well, so they can tactical ten as they don't shoot. Yeah, but they've, have they got anything else other than the? They got a, big gun. a, a machine gun. Oh, have they? Oh, yeah, okay, sorry. Machine gun as well, so they can go go ten and, and lat away inches. And at that point, four of them actually makes it quite a nasty deterrent to infantry. Yeah, that's true, I suppose. Yep. Yeah. Twelve, twelve dice if you're in the twelve open. Dice rocking up, yeah. Yeah, come hooning around the corner. Okay. So, mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're a pretty cool little model as well. They're def- definitely different. They look really unstable because yeah. that turret is huge. It's a huge turret. It's a, I think it's an upgunned, um, uh, what you call it? <laughs> My brain's drawing a blank. Ferret. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, I'm with you. I'm probably wrong with that, but. I know what you mean. It's just it's just honking. It's the same principle, isn't it? Small small armored car just with a massive thirty mil Raden on top. Yeah, it's quite it's quite an interesting inclusion, though. You know, it's something different. Speaking of something different, segue yep. into the big baddie, the MLRS. Yeah, these look cool. These just look cool. They Sleek. are. I, I always had a little micro machines MLRS for my for, in desert uh, American colors. Which is what I will probably end up get getting MLRS for would be my Gulf War themed desert M1 force. I I think it's a nice because they're they're kind of the midpoint between I don't know they're a tiny bit more expensive than the M1 and Irons. Ah, uh, but they're not. Point. They're not though. Yeah. No, no, they're not. Three. Yeah, it's six points for two, but the ML MLRS special rule. Each one counts as two guns firing. Yeah, so I mean, on on paper, there are there are point more basically at each level, but yeah, you do get a big blob. It's salvo as well, isn't it? Yeah. Oh no, Sal- is it? Yeah. yeah, salvo. Yeah. Salvo template. Yeah, so it's six points for two, but that gives you a four guns, whereas the one and nines are five points for two, and they're 
that's a two gun battery, which no one I was just, No, I was gonna we no, I was gonna look at the threes as the minimum, which is nine. Yeah. And yeah, you at that point you're uh, also re rolling hits. Yep, because you've got six gun salve fire. <laughs> yep. Uh, 120 inch range, so it would have been useful in our mega battles. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, Anti tank three, five up firepower. Yeah, I've I've seen some people being a bit critical of the the firepower. Um, I I get it. Um, but five plus is still useful, especially when you're hitting that much stuff. Yeah. It's not you're not guaranteed to kill what you're hitting. Granted. Yeah. But. You know, you've you got also, a pipe plate. Yeah, once you've ranged in, the guys that you've ranged in aren't going to be moving because no. they will not leave their foxholes. <laughs> no. I mean, well, you're re-rolling hits with six of them. They're going to so be saves. They're going to be re-rolling saves, and then you've got five up to kill. Yeah, yeah. and you're, you're, you're three-plus skills, so you're ranging in on fours with terrain. Plus, I mean, it's, plus for a point, you can give them minelets as well. Yeah, I mean, that gives you the ability to dump a, a, a minefield down, right? A single minefield, I think? Uh, I thought it was a minefield for every two guns firing. Oh, that would be interesting. Okay. Oh, that makes them very good then. Yeah, because we said if you had four guns, you put yeah. down three, I think. But they have to be within a certain distance of the core point. Well, I'm just thinking that if you have three then, and they each count as two guns, that's three minefields. So that's a that's a stop here now. So yeah, I think so. Oh. We've woken Lee up. Yeah. <laughs> right, sure. ramblings about MLRS, but I just I just want it in desert. Yeah. I, I like it. I think it's an interesting option compared to. I, I think I'd certainly get them instead of the one oh nine. Yeah. I've got a little... Did, did you see all some... the comments? Did you see all the comments hmm? about the 109s and quite how many uh, cards are going to be involved in the pack? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? Like the, the nations that you can have, I mean, it's going to weigh a ton. Yeah. <laughs> I've said I do have a little soft spot for the Abbott, but I know I, that... Mm. This, is, this is... So, I talked about like, my hobby pledge last podcast, didn't I? Yeah. About, yeah. So part of that is is because I vaguely remember buying some Abbots or thinking about buying Abbots, or I don't know until I go to my storage lockup whether or not I actually have a box of Abbots. Yeah, you need so, some kind of Dewey Decimal indexing. They may be Schrodinger's, you know, field guns. <laughs> I just yeah, they're just cute little jobbers, but they are they are the most used tank in air quotes you've ever seen in, in the yeah. UK. you know driving yeah, tank driving. It's a self-propelled gun I think you'll find yeah. so, I just found it so with the art, with the um, artillery drop mine that's yeah. you yep. can place one minefield marker within two inches of the aiming point for every three weapons firing three yeah okay so three makes sense then because it's six yeah. okay you, so there are two minefields yeah so that yeah. just means minefields slightly overlap each other, basically, with the air yeah. deployed mines. That's so not that bad option for a point. To plow through. Yeah, it does. It does make them a bit trickier to to get negotiate. I think it's a decent option if you got a point yeah. left over. 
I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah. It gives them something to do as well if there's no infantry. Um, I'd probably just think... stick with the, the two MRS though. I think it's going to be a case of buying a box, yeah. splitting it, and then fighting over who gets the card. You wouldn't go for three. <laughs> you wouldn't Hello? go for three? No. You're going to have two, three, or four. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd probably just stick with the two because it's a four-gun battery. Okay. You know. With Lee, from a a his, sort of a kind of quasi-historical standpoint, do you know if you can have like FE four three two infantry and an MRS and things like yeah. that? Yeah, uh, so, so that's fine. Isn't it? It's gonna, it's gonna be the overlap. The things start appearing eighty five ish in the test ranges. Okay. Um, and obviously the four three twos are serving. And to say the late 80s, possibly the early 90s, before they're fully replaced by a warrior company. So interesting in terms. Sorry, I've I've just looked at the the release. They come in a box of three. The MLRS. That's an odd number. Yeah. So I believe British did field them in threes. It's a it's um one of those things. All the teas we sort of get from quiet from the Americans, we did actually fill them in groups of three. So just work. Yeah. Now the M one nine, so I was talking to one of the guys about this. Um you now have an option to field three M one nines rather than two, yep. four and also you got eight as well. Oh, is that a change? Yeah, yeah. so you know you perfect field three, but they do, and that's to match the um box. But apparently in peacetime the batteries often operate operate with three guns and the fourth gun was you know, a wartime thing. Okay. So it kind of still fits, but it's just like you know, it's going to be where the hell do I acquire fourth M one nine from? <laughs> yeah, you call it all your NATO players and find all the ones that have three three gun platoons and four gun platoons and try and get the extra platoons. Box sub together on eBay. Or by, by a box, yeah, a box between you. That is quite interesting. Yeah, because that was that was something I did notice that before you used to have to take the four, and it was that that bit more expensive than as an option then. Yeah. Yeah. Therefore, do you know what else comes in threes? What marksmen? Oh, marksmen. The uh, Sergeant York. Yeah. How bad of a Sergeant York situation is this, Lee? So I, I, I can take speeding up production and making these turrets. What I can't, my suspension disbelief can't get past is Marconi making a, a working radar in the 1980s. <laughs> If it didn't have the radar rule, I'd be probably okay with it. Shots fired, shots fired. <laughs> um, so it, it, it exists. It's a concept that exists. It actually went in production. The Finn Sports, um, I believe a few other users around the world on various different chassis. Yeah. Um, I think the thing is that the British never saw a need for it because the missiles were to be good enough. Yeah. Um, like blowpipe, which never was... I couldn't blowpipe good enough for anything. It's a bit of a push. <laughs> a bit of a stretch. Yeah, and then you had rapier as well. Was it was it answering a question that no one was answering? Asking, sorry. This is this is my view. I I like lists to have asymmetries to them. So the Brits have, for example, the, the mm. Brits that were had a mass domination of missiles, but they did suffer from not having a gun system. Yeah, that's fine. That's the nature of the British list. You don't need to create or stretch a gun system to then fill a hole. That should just be the nature of the British list. It just has this vulnerability because it only has blowpipes and rapiers yeah I see what you're saying it does make it, it, it turn, 
threatens turning the NATO forces into the same as the problem the Soviets have. And it's, what? you know, same stuff. Variations. Yeah. yeah. Is it actually any good, though? I mean, do you think you'll see them? Um, it's, they are good. So for six points, it's the same points as four rapiers or four or um, four blowpipes. Now, I'm not sure you replace rapier with a battery of marksmen. You might replace four, um, blowpipes. four blowpipes with three marksmen because it gives you that same your intermediate dual-purpose AA system, effectively. Um, I think rapier is a far mm. better AA system. Certainly, no British army should leave home without it. But if you get a pair of anything, then maybe three marksmen without because it's a BMP shredder. It's a same. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Uh, Unfortunately, yeah. Halted at AT eleven. Mm-hmm. That's what the Gepard does, doesn't it? When it's, it's not shooting gun. heck or something. Yeah, yeah. So, surprisingly, it's the same performance as that. Um, yeah. It's got decent armor for armor six, so return fire from the um, BMPs. It can sort of ward off a bit better than the Gepard. Going front yeah. of five from the right. Um, you can even assault with it because it's assault three plus, but it's cat attack <laughs> five. So just, his marks was just tearing around the battlefield in suspense of disbelief. Yeah. <laughs> it so I mean it comes down to I, I'm not I'm not opposed to his being the game. Um, if it bothers you that much, don't buy, do what I do and just you know, don't buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ultimately, it's it's not going to kill the game as far as I'm concerned. It's just like, it's just the same. They've got a way of having the different note list performed differently and just make it a bit more of a homogenous blob of the same stuff. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Then we've got some interesting missions and mini campaign. Yeah. So, yeah. So we've got a revisit here of, so uh, when Iron when Iron Maiden came out, it had two scenarios in. The first scenario was going to be on the website because Phil hadn't finished it off. It was like several months afterwards before it finally appeared. Um, now it's actually in the book from the start. Okay. And also stitched it together, stitched the three missions together to make one um, big giant multiplayer game, effectively. Oh, nice! So I quite like I quite like the idea of that. I want I really want to try it out at some point. Is this a bit like where they did the three scenarios in the D-Day books, for example, and they kind of created a mini storyline around? Or is it a bit more disparate to that? Well, it is, it is so far as you can play it as three separate games and the effect of yep. one game will influence the other. Or you can play all three games at the same time on one mahusive table. Uh, oh, okay. That's, that does sound good. I think I play it on one, two, three... They're playing on a 6 by 12 table by the looks of it. 6 by 12. Oh, okay. Just cutting, just cutting the boxes. 1, 2, 3. Four, so that's six, a little bit seven, wider. 1, 2, 3. Yeah. 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Yes, yeah, so it's 12 by 6 table. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is quite interesting. Hmm. I think it'd be one to try out one day down at Crawley or something. I think so. Yeah. Especially if I get my British done. Yeah, that's to work out yeah. the combined force, what the actual combined force is for with us. Yeah, I, I'm I'm still going to go chieftains four three twos. You know, very much similar ilk as, as to what you've got, Lee. Yeah, that for me is the quintessential Cold War British army. Exactly. Yeah. That. I, I can see myself anything. picking up a box of challengers, 
and a box of MRS to go in. I really want, like I said, a longer time run to do a 1991 Gulf War style army. But that's going to be an entirely separate project. Yeah. And that will have all the new stuff in, apart from the Marksman and the Fox. Um, but yeah. Okay. It's interesting. As I say, it... But doesn't it move the British along? It does. It, it, it does insofar as it gives them a harder-hitting force. You can trade off being... You were generally the British for the most numerous force. Yeah. They usually had three platoons of infantry, lots more Milan's than possibly a British battalion ever could possibly field. Yeah. And, um, you're bankrupt in the country every round of firing. Yeah, I mean, you, you're, you're a missile's um, Christmas party booster, basically. Um, <laughs> and then you'd have, like, you know, a, a formation of chieftains. Or I think what this book does is it gives them the option of being that... Or it gives an option of being almost another West Germany with a very small, compact, hard-hitting force, but just don't be, just don't get any casualties. Yeah. Don't get shot. Yeah. Well, I suppose you're, at that point, that's the walking the tightrope with like the well, the other mainline NATO mainline battle tanks. Yeah. I think if you've already got, if you've already got Iron Maiden and you don't plan to take in the new forces, then there's probably not a great need to rush out and buy this. But you should get the wrinkled book, and I really like the, the desert storm well, stuff. Well, it also gives have, you. I mean, if you haven't painted them yet, it is worth noting it does give you all the Vallejo painting guides as well. Yeah, yep, definitely. Yeah. Does um, so? No, it doesn't invalidate. We've said that you know the the team Yankee doesn't invalidate anything that's already in production. Are we saying this doesn't doesn't like oh Trump Iron Maiden? So Iron Maiden still a legitimate book you could play out of. As far as I understand it, Iron Maiden is still... I can't see anything to stop you using Iron Maiden. Oh, okay. That's um, that's different. That's what I was thinking. That usually these things, you know, one comes out and then the, the previous edition is... Yeah. From a TO perspective, I'd probably say I treat Iron Maiden... If you're going to use Iron Maiden, at least use a new Force Diagram new book, which you can get online anyway on the Battlefront website. But... Um, but I guess also with the the thing with this though is that you don't get new cards with the book. You don't get new cards with it, really. Well, you don't. So do you? Main... They don't do Team Yankee card packs. You have to buy the models. I thought they were doing a card packs now. Oh, have they? Or have I missed that? Yeah, it's not, there's now a British unit card pack. Um, oh, few. Like I say, why? Yeah, why? Why you need it? I don't know. I mean, obviously you could go. Off by third party manufacturers but it's not that much for, for um pretty good for the six mil guys well i mean it's more it's more if you've lost your cards <laughs> oh yeah I, I've, got a, I've got a surplus of british cards that i haven't bought, bought basically what is the same box four times for four different things it's just yeah. like i kind of wish they did i kind of wish they didn't do the cards i bought a car pack separate they probably work out better yeah they've got yeah. a car pack, some uh, dice token set decals and then a, a salvo template, mm-hmm. along with a new salvo. Oh, okay. A British World War Two, World War Three Team Yankee paint set from Vallejo at some point. Yeah, I'll try and work out the paints are in it. I can't quite see it. Uh, there'll be definitely be a green. Uh, there'll be a bronze green. <laughs> yeah, bra- bronze uh, green, the sand and sand yellow. I'm guessing for the DPM stuff. Isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's an int- I think it's a book that's worth picking up, especially if you plan to do a new British force. Um, 
if you've already got a British force, I think it's still worth a pick up because MRS alone probably makes it worth getting. Yeah, it's twelve pounds. I mean, yeah, it's not going to break the bank, hopefully. No. Plus, it's the only thing I'm allowed to buy because it's not a new model. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I like I say, I think it just moved the Brits forward. And I think it's very nice I can now go and do Gulf War era stuff. Like. I was quite I was quite interested to see that this is the first book as well for the... Uh, I know that they announced everything a while back at the um, Open Day. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an interesting choice to have the British come out first. Yeah. It almost feels like a little bit of a test the water again. You know, because like you said, not a lot's changed. It's not wholesale. It's not um, masses of new units. And no. I'd be interested to see what they do with the US when they come out and the um, and the Soviets. Yeah, I mean the, Amer- the American book also is only going to just a couple of new units. Um, exactly. Apache yeah. and Bradley, and obviously M one A one, but I think that's a book expansion to the kit. Really, it's a Soviet book that seems to be introduced to the no- most new kits, and that's one that's going to run up a year. So. Yeah. Yeah. And a solid a, release. A solid release. Like I said, I'm really looking forward to getting hold of the Challenger kit and hating it. Um, hating I'm it? Sure, <clears throat> I'm sure I will, because this whole thing the British kit, I, I, I'm a lot more critical of the British kit, so I can't... Oh, I see. Um, I'm with you. I will get the MRS just because it does look fine. I really want to get in the game. Cause so they paint some of those up in green and get them on the table. What were you going to take? Two, three, four? Uh, well, box, I'll just get a box, so three of them. Okay. Three. I might say if I can get a, a fourth one at some point down further down the road, I will do. But um, yeah. Nice. So thumbs so, up then. I think so. Yeah. Good. No, sorry. Yeah, it could have could have really gone terribly bad. It's yeah. interesting they haven't reevaluated any of the points. That's what, what I mean. Yeah, I do. I find that, yeah. So here's the thing. I, I kind of wish... This gets back to what I think. I get why you're not going to invalidate stuff. I just don't think it's something you should do. I think you should always take the opportunity to say, yes, it sucks you've got the current book, but we've had a look and these things have changed. Because, like, um, why don't the Scimitar get anti-helicopter? It's the same gun, same mount. They train to shoot down helicopters. Ah, uh, right. Only where he gets it. Also, like the, the F three four three two, in the habit of wandering off and going around the table would have been stopped if they had unit transport. Right. Yes, yeah. so that it's tied right. to the infantry. Thing, yeah, then. like isn't like we see in favour nation. So, I kind of wish they had said, "I appreciate it. We're not going to invalidate your book. You can still use the old book. But if you want the new stuff, you have to switch to new things. And that means taking these things on." Yeah. I guess it just gets confusing mm. at that point. It's, it's, there's no good op- There's no good solution here. But no. No, I hadn't even thought about that. I hadn't thought about rejigging actual, un- you know, unit rules. Um, yeah, that's, that is interesting, actually. Uh, yeah, the 432 thing's a bit... It's always been a bit wonky. I've never liked like that. Is that not dealt with in the main rulebook, though? Is that not... Units must end within two inches of their command HQ. But you I have thought, to have a special rule for that, don't you? I thought, yeah, I thought they changed in version two, the rule book. 
Hold heavily scholar. Yeah, my stairs. I may be completely wrong on this. Because I thought we were looking for it in something uh, the other day, and it turned out it was in the main rule book. Although, yeah, it could be being completely... Okay, so transport special rules. Passengers? Nope. Unarmored? Nope. Carry on, I'll come back to it. Yeah. No, it's 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 cool. Yeah, it's not a, a massive evolution, but at the same time, it's enough to keep it interesting. Get some new models out there. Let people yeah. shift, you know, shift the meta, so to speak. Well, if you think about it, it's only added what three units, four units, and yeah. in a way, that's good. It's a small evolution rather than the big jump paradigm shift. Uh, five, I think. MLRS. Uh, marksman, you've got the warrior, uh, the challenger, and the fox scout car. Oh, okay. And then of those, you've got two of them have multi versions with reactive era armor on. Um, also, in case you missed it, you can now take from H- uh, NATO allied support. Okay, so you can take a unit of US or. Um, no, SPA, uh, that still has to be a company. A formation. That's right, yeah. a whole formation. Okay. So basically, what, what you were. They, they sort of add on, but it's now built into the book. So. Yeah. Right. Um, so we were going to look at the British starter box for World War Two next. We are. Sort of leaked via um, War Games Illustrated. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, leaked by being in a, a, a major publication. I think, <laughs> see, what happens, obviously, these adverts being paid for a few months ago before the British, the Team Yankee book got delayed, and then... Um, We'll probably see it all a bit out of sync at the moment. But from what we can see, it looks pretty tasty, I must say. It does. I was very tempted. It was sitting there going, oh, well, hmm. Because um, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, so it's 70 seven, quid. Yep. Which is seven, seven, go again, 70 pounds. So it's seven zero. But you've got. Five Cromwells, yep. two Fireflies, three Crocodiles, two M10s, four of the 37mm Stuarts, three Universal Carriers, what looks like a paratroop platoon, and four 25-pounders. Now, Jeez. by my measure, there is enough tanks in there that that alone is a 90 quid. Because it's like five tanks is 30 quid. Isn't it generally? Yep. So well, the, the, the Churchills are three for, aren't they? The plastic the, you know, tr- three in a box. Yeah. Is it real? I was the, the mm-hmm. plastic ch- the plastic crocodiles um, Churchills were the same as. Oh, well, the mid war ones are. I don't know if the late war oh, ones. Uh, are. Late, the old late war box was five. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm going to presume so between the five Cromwells, um, group the three crocodiles and the fireflies. That's five, and then the forty the Stuarts and the. So yeah, it's. it's Enough tanks there, you basically spent 90 quid on tanks already. And that's what that was. 10 quid of infantry, a 20 quid box of artillery. So you, you've made quite a save, you've made at least a 50 quid saving already, if not more. Without including all the cards and the uh, A5 rule book. Yeah. Which is the rule book you want. Which is the rule book you want, because it can carry it around easier, yeah. Jeez. Well, so, Mark, did Mark work out it was 100 and. Six points, if you depend on what options you took, yeah. 
I mean, they, they say 96 points from DNA British. Obviously, in, yeah. that, in that booklet, there'll be a predefined army list. But I think sure. Marcus tried to work out a few other options and worked out you could probably well, I, get I think I, I think he worked out the maximum, wasn't it? Yeah. The very, very most you could possibly squeeze. And Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to start a British list, that's definitely... Obviously, it's very Desert Rats focused with the Cromwells and the Fireflies. I probably would have preferred to see um, normal British riflemen rather than Paris, just simply because it works a bit better for most list theming. Is is that because they're plastic? But, yeah, but yeah, British riflemen are plastic as well. So oh, okay. They, they both would have worked. That with the new sprue. Yeah. Right. Ah, but, okay. So, as I recall, the British Paris are the last of the soft plastics. Uh, so, after this, all oh. go back to hard plastic. So they're soft plastic, but everything else is plastic. Yeah, yeah. Not in this box, sorry. Okay. Okay. So m- most of British release will be plastic. The infant- these, are- these are the last of the soft plastic infantry. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. No, I'm it is. excited. Um, I may have to trade out to get a couple more um, Cromwells because I've got the old starter box. Um, which has Cromwells and Fireflies already. Okay. So there was one other thing I'd prefer to see different. I would have dumped out the carriers and put another two M10s as well. Yeah. Because it's quite hard to make up that platoon of two. You've got two M10s, great. I now want to get up to a four four tank platoon. How do I do that? Because they come in, they come in fours anyway. Yeah, it's a bit like the MLRS and the uh, Team Yankee British box yeah. getting two of them. Is when you buy a box of three, you've now got five, which doesn't <laughs> you so. can't use. Yeah, yeah but what you yeah. could do is give oh, a fifth one to another British player. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. Or just give it to some random player and go, here, yeah. you've got one British model, you should buy the rest of the army. Yeah. Oh, but I will say that, no, no, no. that British start box is a lot better optimized than the Team Yankee one. I, I like that. I can instantly look at it and see, I can see where the army is in that box. Yeah. It's and not the, like and lots the Churchill's of plastic. Boots. Yes. Yeah. Everything in that box is plastic. So with the, the so the Crom okay so that that means that there's there's a very good chance that there's going to be Churchill's um, the Hobart's funnies potentially in plastic. Well, the the plastic crocodile existed in version three. It was one of the last kits that came out. Did it? Yeah. Really? But it's yes. very late on. But yeah, that's why I hunted down oh, okay. when they when they did the late war sale and I didn't order some. I hunted down one of the last boxes on eBay. So I've got the box of five with five trailers. Um, okay. Because I love uh, my resin ones were nice, but they're just a bit wonky. They've got they they're, suffer they suffer from gigantic metal track syndrome, where the side yeah, is so heavy, bowed and just looks a bit squiffy compared to. Because I had them for Caravery last year when I ran them with my comets, and they right, were okay. incredible. But the difference between the clean cut comet model versus these slightly older tired resin metal ones it did stand out quite a bit I, I didn't realise that, sorry that's that's my no, bad, no, but I, I had them they, in they were the resin and metal it was that period where they got really bad at telling people what was coming out because they released them and they released them with two objective markers and with the tanks cards in oh I remember, yeah okay right at the very end of the, the version 4 stuff Sorry, version three, sort of. Okay. Hype. 
Um, That's yeah. interesting. Right. But, I didn't, I, yeah, didn't clock that at all. Oh, pretty much, yeah. I'll have spare crocodile trailers, that's for sure. Crocodile trailer. <laughs> that, that, that was the one thing that used to drive me nuts as well about the uh, metal and resin one was that the trailer just, I didn't know what you did with it. You couldn't glue it to the model. I think uh, when I had mine. Tiny magnets, mate. T- hold me close to tiny magnet. Yep. Tiny little, tiny little Namidian magnets on the back, and then that way, when you turn, drive the tank around the board, making tank noises, the trailer follows it and actually snakes around behind it. Okay, because I think when I had mine, I actually put um, the trailer on a separate small, like medium base off the back. Oh, that's quite cool. Which it just looks stupid because you'd move the tank (laughs) and there'd be this weird hovering trailer going. Wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'll catch up in a minute. Yeah. So, so you could do that for the, they had they had the fuel bowsers, didn't they? The mono wheel. Did you ever see those? <laughs> they had mono wheel fuel bowsers that you're supposed oh to put to your tank. Um, not just a standard tank to give it extra range. So as you and then as you're driving around, you could basically pull to the side of the road, put a pin out, and just ditch the the fuel tank behind you before you went into combat. Bloody hell! Yeah, because it's Sounds a lethal. Yeah, when they were advancing. In, yeah, in, in late 44 they're advancing so fast they, they were limited just by their fuel supply having to wait for the Bowsers to drive up so they came up with some ways to kind of extend the range, the road range of your tanks on a on a drive I'm, I'm sure there's a Mario joke in there that I can't quite make so also considering that you know if you go to your friendly local game store which has probably got 10% off yes. you're talking about 63 quid yes. for what is probably double that yeah. uh, RRP easy that's crazy isn't it it's good isn't it? I, I think that's the, the, these army boxes I know they, they can be not an optimised way to get into necessarily building the Maybe army you just threw the bits away you didn't want <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, I just mean that if, you know, if you're going to start a new army, why not? You know, why not get one? Because you're going to get, even if you've got stuff you don't use, it's it's yeah. there. You make some cool objectives out of some stuff. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know, you know. Yeah. For that price, I mean, that is a yeah, ton been, I, of stuff. I'd, I'd flip the twenty-five pounders and the paras because I've already got both of those, and just like the rest of it, I'm quite happy to keep. <sighs> that's mad. I do, I do think that's you know in a good way, but that's. I mean, that is absolutely crying out for people to just, you know, pick this up, start playing some games. Which is no bad thing. Yeah. No, not at all. It's, it's, it's amazing. You know, um, I think that's really good compared to, you know, compared to where we were with the mid-war armies when they started having mid-war box sets. They've come on leaps and bounds in the, in, yeah. in the, the thought around that, I think. Mm-hmm. Just thinking back to the old uh, Rummel one. We're talking of playing games. We're, yeah. we're better to play games than at a Flames of War event. Yeah, good. I like that nice little segue. Seamless, seamless, mate. Like a professional. Yep. Um, so the next event on my Fez event tracker is Corrivery, which is going to be on the eighth and 9th of February. So not very long after you hear this, um, at uh, Battlefield Hobbies. I think Hammy's got a couple of spaces left. I think we're looking at about 40 players, he said. Oh, that's pretty good. So How many? 40. So 20 oh, wow, days. nice. Oh, mate, I told you, it's all going off. Some of the Those old... Wars got... dead. 
Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, Flames Wars Dead. I, I, no one plays it. Yeah, yeah, apart from these 40 patterns who are turning up at Hammy's shop. And he must remember to go to his new address, not his old one. What, his home address? or No, the... the <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so hopefully I'll do some reviews, maybe some gramming or whatever I can get onto. <laughs> gramming? Hit, hit the gram, the Instagram, or oh Facebook God. feed. So, yeah, we are... Breakthrough Assault is on Instagram, apparently. Uh, if you have Instagram and know how that works, and you're one of the 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 youths, or Ute, yeah. know how internet, the internet works these days, um, do do is it subscribe to us, like follow? That's it. Follow, I think. Yeah. Follow Does this us. Make us influencers. Are we now, yeah. are we now influencers? Yeah. Uh, I don't think we can claim to that. I think we've got about six people following us. I don't think anyone's going to pay us to advertise <laughs> their product quite follow yet. Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Yeah. And subscribe. Drink Diet Coke. Brought to you by Diet Coke. We're working on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast via your favourite podcast listening app, I suppose. Yep. So we should be on Stitcher. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Apple Podcast, as it is now, I think. Yep. Um, Also, are we plugging the podcast on the podcast? We are. No, we're telling people to subscribe to it so they make sure they don't miss things. Ah, okay. Because a lot of people just like pop in and out, and they may not be aware that there are subscribe functions on their podcast listening thing. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm trying to be less condescending, and condescending is when you talk down to people and explain things to them. Yeah, mansplain. <laughs> <laughs> um, after Carivery, uh, we have Bunningrad 2020, uh, run by the Clackers or Graham Clacker, which is a 110 point mid war competition on the 20th. On the Ooh, 21st wow. and 22nd of March. Um, That's some serious points. That is like also it. at Battlefield Hobbies. I will not be able to make that one, unfortunately, um, because that is the weekend that Tacey is visiting. Woo! In the so, UK. Yeah, in the UK. Much excite. Take her along. Show what you do. Yeah. Well, it, it well, would do if I didn't have to pick her up from the airport on the morning it starts. Um <laughs> Uh, I did think about it. However, I see this is a T34. Uh, this is a T62. They are not the same. By listening to the podcast, she is learning, absorbing um, all of our bias towards miniature wargaming. Is um, she? Awesome. Note about Bunningrad. The fact that anyone mm-hmm. learning anything from us is scary enough. Yeah, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's. Bunningrad 2020, they are amending some of the points. Ooh. With some are they? minor rules amendments and a ban on command cards. <gasps> da, 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 da. They're trying to, basically they're trying to bring the medium tank back into the fold. Yep. So they, they're not claiming it's perfect. They're not saying it's going to solve everything, but they're hoping it'll shake things up a bit for those who find mid-war is just another L6 horde. Which I can appreciate. This is totally what you're supposed to do with the event, is run the time, be the change you want to see in the world, run yeah. the event you want to see in the world. Well, yeah, if nothing else, it's something different. Like, if you don't like it, don't go. But I think that's really interesting. So they've, yeah, so they've had some rules amendments. They've got... Wow. Uh, deep reserves is armor three. Uh, they've changed the recce bubble. 
okay. for spearhead. To... It's quite oh, I see what you mean. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, so... Um, cool. Okay. They, they're letting German players form a mini camp group. Because Ooh. we feel some formations are very difficult to make a list from. Leaving The lack of core options leaving them with a vulnerable force, especially for Germans. So Panthers. Panthers are back. Panthers are back. Well, a German company can take one formation support unit and treat it as a core formation unit. This is now part of your core. Panthers so are back. You could take Panthers. <laughs> Panthers then, as a support, then become core for your Grenadier company. Yes. I suppose. Yes. Uh, that's quite cool. Uh, there's points, amendments, no community cards, no command cards, and no more than two formations for your force. So, wow, that's nice. Yeah, they, it's they've quite, thought about that a lot, haven't they? Yeah. In, they have. They really have. Um, and knowing Graham and the chats that we've had, um, uh, and it's run by Paul as well. So Graham and Paul running the event, and it's yeah. I'm, I'm kind of I am really gutted that I can't make it. Uh, it is for the best possible reason, but um, I'd be really interested to see how they get on. Like if they if if they could let us know, yeah, you know, some feedback. Tickets because... are thirty pounds for the weekend, and it's five games over the two days. That's not bad at all. Um, the important bit of information: Oh, they're not going to play rear guard. Doesn't say. Oh, missions. It doesn't say if that involves lunch, but I think it normally does at battlefield events. Can we just commit that on Hammy's behalf? Yeah, Hammy, Hammy, Hammy will buy you lunch if it doesn't already include that. Yeah, cheese and pickle sandwiches. Cheat code: shoot and scoot said so. <laughs> Blame Fez. Blame, hashtag blame Fez and then yeah. have you buy your lunch if you go to the Bunningrad 2020 event on the 21st or 22nd of March. Um, <laughs> brought, brought to you by Diet Coke. Sorry. Yeah. I'm st- still still plugging that. Anytime they want to give me it. some money. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, if you do have any events that you want plugged, probably, you know, I, you know, depending on how nice you send in the email, I may or may not commit to you buying your player's lunch. Um, <laughs> and associated other frivolities. Associated accoutrement. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the two events coming up. And obviously, I will be at Carivery. If you're going, I hope to see you there. And uh, unfortunately, I couldn't drag either of these two reprobates along with me. No. So, Apparently, life's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Honestly, Priorities. who knew? Settled about families. Yeah. Yeah, small people were relying on you. I need to get those dwarves to move out of the basement. <laughs> what have you got for? <laughs> Dwarf sex dungeon. <laughs> God. Is, is, that, is that the name of your Blood Bowl team? <laughs> <laughs> name my next bad. Right, before, um... before we disintegrate into complete rabble. Even more so. Yep. Are we? Are we is it time to shoot and skew yet? Have you guys got anything else you want to bring up? Uh, no. So I think we should be very British, and we should have a skill of three plus for this one. I'm going to well, say. I think I'm going to the dice I pull out. So. Oh gosh! No, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The dice bag. what I was looking at. So oh, when are we doing in order to um, dice of dice of war? Well, we did one. You, yeah, I missed out. Okay. Missed, we missed about oh my god. <laughs> We said, do you want anything? No, but <laughs> went... I hadn't seen, I'm not going to lie, I hadn't actually seen in the flesh one of the unit card flip books. Okay, let's, let's dwell I... on that for a second because they are very good. 
that's what I'm trying to say. I was I mean, like, been... I, 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 I was like, well, I've got the little, because I got the card holders, the card uh, deck boxes that came with the OP kits, um, and they're really useful for storage, obviously. But I didn't appreciate when you guys were at the Mega Game just flipping through this book and go, well, there's the unit, and I can see both sides of the card at the same time, and you've got all your best units or most commonly used ones at the front of the book it makes it so much easier than when i had my massive pile of 300 egyptian unit cards going where have they gone <laughs> oh t no t no i street no 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 okay oh, there's 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 the uh there's the aa gun all <laughs> oh, right okay yeah he does some um, you know a bigger 40 uh card pack now as well so you can actually have if you have two forces i guess to, yeah. you know you could fit two in that's pretty cool. They're, they're massive. I mean, but they, yeah, I haven't had a problem with mine. And, and I, I I got them when originally um, they weren't doing the, the card decks. So, yeah. you know, just stuff I was getting for Team Yankee. The, oh. other, the other thought I had is I get very blasé with my Team Yankee command cards because for Flames of War, I'm swimming in them. And I always know, worse comes to worse, I can buy another command pack. But yeah. obviously for my canadians they don't do a command card pack command so, card not command card um unit card, unit card. yeah so having them all together so i don't leave them or it doesn't drop on the table when we're playing a game you know having as a one lump when they're in use would be a lot better as well i think maybe i should just suggest to adam like he does a blob deal where you get the dice the tin and the book well, in a bundle yeah, I don't know. I mean, the tin on um, I favour. No, the tin's great because um, I've got the Dutch stuff. I've got loads of dice and um, counters. Yeah. Nowhere, nowhere to put them. Needed a tin. Uh, that's why I get the Warlord dice bags. They don't do a Dutch one, do they? No. Did it to me. Seems unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would it have another inside? The, like, the anti-Dutch sentiment on this podcast is absolutely disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> All right. Bong, bongs for Brexit. Get some dice. All right, yeah. so I'm looking at the dice. It's a blue dice with a cross of Lorraine on it. Cross of Lorraine? It's a first free... I'm thinking, for a quick Google search, first free French division. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, that's pretty cool. I would do yeah. testing to shoot and scoot though, so I think that's probably going to be trained. They're trained normally, aren't they? So it's going to yeah. be a four plus. It'd be fearless trained, so. Go on, French, don't oh. let me down now. Go on. Five. Oh, they've done so, it. Bloody hell. Wait, 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 wait. Have we successfully sh- shot and scooted away from the French? <laughs> away from the French? Or, oh, yes. Or, yep. or are the French shooting and scooting away from us? I think they're skin away from us. I think they are, yeah. You get a Idiots. Doppler shift code. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The Armoured Trade Record of Brexit you've been listening to was Shoot and Scoot, the Play the World podcast from the team of Breakthrough Assault at Code UK. It was brought to you by support for Battleford Hobbies, Dice of War, and a 51% majority. Yep. Brought to you by the number 50 and 1. <laughs> Brought to you by people who, re- who don't realise the fish industry is largely bought by EU and we eat mostly fish import from Norway and Iceland. 
What? There's a there's a reason it's called the Cod War after all. <laughs> but what about Peter Andre? He works for Iceland. What are we talking about? Right, I'm, so joking, I'm joking, I'm <laughs> joking. <laughs> <laughs> push Lee over the edge. <laughs> i got hot Google in my hand. I'm not afraid to use it somehow over the internet to cover you in hot, right. sticky stuff. Is that, is that a euphemism? Yeah. Don't, don't make me get my full name list out, Lee. <laughs> <laughs>